Hello and welcome to the First and Ten podcast. We have got another special mock draft episode for you. We have, uh, well, for those of you who listen to the podcast on Monday, you'll hear our mock draft where all our podcasters got together to uh, do one big mock draft. Well, we've gone again, uh, eight of us this time, so four teams each, and this time we've included trades. So there is a bit of movement up and down, not tons and tons, I think there's three trades in total. But um, yeah, give us a listen, and uh, yeah, this will be the final mock draft we release. So give us a listen, uh, let us know your thoughts, and um, yeah, hope everyone has a good draft day. So without wasting any time, we'll get straight on to the first pick. And with that pick, we have Rowan Smith from the Saints Podcast. Here we go then, with the first overall pick of this mock draft, I am going to surprise nobody. The Cincinnati Bengals select Joe Burrow, quarterback, Louisiana State University. As much as I'd love there to be some massive blockbuster trade here with picks flying around and people flying around, I think that there's too much depth in the quarterback class this year to really support it or to force anyone's hand. And I don't feel that anyone except Miami have got the draft capital to pull it off or that Miami are really daft enough to try it. So... Joe gets the number one overall pick that I think is richly deserved after the season he's just had. And Cincinnati get a quarterback who is a great fit for their system and uh, really the kind of franchise guy and uh, and leader that that locker room needs and that city really needs. So let's get the small uh, red flags out of the way first. Um, His tape is pretty thin prior to the 2019 season and definitely prior to his, um, his move to LSU. And um, he doesn't really have elite arm strength that you'd get from a a Josh Allen or a Pat Mahomes. He's not going to be flinging the ball 200 yards at a time. But I think the rest of his skill set and the take that we've seen um, more than make up for those those shortcomings. Uh, He has absolutely peerless football IQ for me. I I haven't seen a a prospect come out of college for a, a long while who can create mistakes from a defence as easily and as um, <laughs> as effortlessly as, uh, as Joe seems to be able to do. Uh, he can get his receivers open with a, with a look or a slight movement of the arm. And he's, he's rhythmic in his passing with this, um, this fantastic accuracy um, that, that really sets him apart for me. Um, from this season, he's really shown us how he can handle pressure as well and how he can extend plays. He's another one of these guys that moves in the pocket and uh, and can scramble to extend the time to make a throw rather than panicking or just looking to launch it downfield. Um, he's he really has been impressive and and there hasn't been a um, an improvement for me season to season any better than we've seen from him 2018 to 2019. He really did step up and uh, and lead that locker room in a in a fantastic season for LSU. Um, he's an Ohio native as well, so he gets to go home. Um, Confident leader, great locker room guy, and um, he really does have a chip on his shoulder. Um, I'm reminded of a of an Aaron Rodgers kind of setup of um, someone who's who's ready to show them all whether whether they uh, believed in him or not. And I don't think going first overall is going to take that away from him. So um, yeah, congratulations, Joe. Well deserved. And with the second pick, we have Ash Till, and he is picking for the Washington Redskins. With the second pick of the 2020 NFL Draft, the Washington Redskins select Chase Young, Edge, Ohio State. Let's not overthink this. He's the best player in the draft. 
And with the third pick, we had Ross Bell picking for the Detroit Lions. Um, I am doing this one for him. So, I mean, Ross is a maverick. We've seen that in these uh, mock drafts. And at three for the Detroit Lions, he has gone for Tua Tagovailoa. Is that say it? I went for the surname. It's tough. We'll stick with Tua. I mean, personally, I think Tua is incredible. And if there is any player that's worth moving up for in this draft, it is him, in my opinion. Um, so, in another situation, I think the Lions could take him. But, I mean, the cap hit, if they try and get rid of Stafford, is just insane. I mean, it could allow them time to sort of, for Tua to sit for a year, but... I mean, personally, I don't believe in this pick, but obviously it's Ross's pick, so he can go with whatever he wants. But, um, yeah, the player, are incredible, and more than worthy of a third overall pick, in my opinion. But I just don't think with a, uh, with a Lions situation, he really fits in. But, yeah, he is a start. And I think, obviously, the injuries have hampered things, but I saw Chris Sibbs saying he wouldn't even be a top-ten player without the injuries, which is insane to me. Um Last year, he set the benchmark that Joe Burrow broke this year. He had the greatest quarterback season in college history a year ago. So let's not go crazy. Um, Tua is an incredible talent who, yeah, is more than worthy of being picked at number three. I'm not sure it's the Lions, but if someone wants to move up for him, then, I mean, I don't think they'd regret it. And at pick four, it is the Giants. Gavin here from the UK Steelers pod, picking for the Giants, who were hoping to trade back, but the uh, the, the phone didn't ring. So uh, Dave Gettleman's here's got a choice between a safe pick of a top one of the top tackles, or a defensive playmaker in Clemson's Isaiah Simmons. And I think in this situation, it'd, it'd be hard to turn down Simmons' talent, his versatility, his speed. Uh, I think you can play pretty much every position on the defense apart from. Defensive line, I'm sure he could even have a good go at that. Um, so, yeah, it's hard to turn down that kind of defensive playmaking skill, uh, keep him on the field in any situation, um, plug him in day one, uh, great talent. So, yeah, that's the pick. Isaiah Simmons, Clemson. And at pick five, we have the Miami Dolphins and James Lowe made this pick. Um, so I think it's an interesting situation, obviously, with uh, two already gone. Sort of puts, sort of forces Miami's hand a little. And, uh, yeah, James has gone sort of the obvious pick, I think, and the one that they probably would make in this situation is Justin Herbert, our, uh, quarterback from Oregon. He, I think he's become a bit of an underrated talent in this sort of build-up. He is a really good quarterback, and, again, like I said, Batua, he is worthy of these sort of high pick here, and I think he is a franchise quarterback. I don't think he's necessarily as exciting or has the ceiling that these other couples have ahead of him, but... I do understand why teams would perhaps be looking at him instead of Tua because of the injury concerns and obviously the crazy situation we're in right now only hurts players like Tua who have that questionable sort of injury history and sort of health issues. So yeah, I could see Herbert going at five regardless of whether Tua's gone or not. But for me, Tua is the pick there. I think you don't get a chance to sort of take a player like him. But I don't think a team should be unhappy with Herbert and I don't think he should be like a consolation prize or anything like that he is a good quarterback in his own right and one that can win games in the NFL so at pick six we were back to Ross and he was picking for the Chargers this time um I mean he's gone with another Ross Bell Maverick pick hasn't he um Akuda's sitting there but 
for the six, uh, Chargers at six. Obviously, the three quarterbacks are gone. He's gone from Makai Becton, the tackle from Louisville. Like, I like Becton a lot. I like all the tackles at the top of this draft. But, I mean, I don't think they're passing up on Akuda in this situation. Uh, for me, it was Akuda or Simmons. Well, Simmons has gone at four, but if someone's going to drop, I think it'd be one of those two. If the quarterbacks have gone, then it'd be a surprise if those two probably weren't available. But, um, in this situation they're not right now but yeah Akuda in this spot would just be a slam dunk pick for them I think uh, such good value at six I think they'd either be picking Akuda or trading out to him so I can't see them taking a tackle here but I mean Beckton again he is worthy of that pick I think all these tackles are top 10 picks sort of value wise whether they actually end up as that on the day um, I mean they don't in our draft a little spoiler there but yeah, this is a yeah, good pick-up for the Chargers. I'm not sure it's a pick I would make if I was making it for Ross. But uh, as I say, he is a maverick and he has gone for Mackay Beckson. So we are back to Rowan and he is once again, after the first draft, he is picking for the Panthers again. Somehow he's drawn them twice. And here we go again. Everyone else seems to be spending their lockdown painting their houses or building sheds or whatever. And I'm being asked to sit here and try and figure out how to make one of my least favourite sports franchises in the world a little bit better. So, with the seventh overall pick of this mock draft, there is somebody on the board who really shouldn't still be there. So, the Carolina Panthers will select Jeffrey Okuda, cornerback, Ohio State. So, this guy is far and away the best cornerback in the class and an absolute steal at, uh, at number seven. He um, follows the grand tradition of corners coming out of Ohio State, Marshall Lattimore included, and he slots straight into a Panthers defense, which is more hold than not hold for me. And under the new head coach, he is he's a day one starter and has the personality to be a, a real leader on this team pretty much straight away. And the the comparison I've I've been shown uh, most often is he's Jalen Ramsey without the personality problems and with a bit more speed. And speed really is the watchword with this guy. It's if you watch his tape, whether it's following on from a mistake or um catching up once he second-guessed himself or just straight line speed to, to catch up with the deep threat guys. Uh, he really is shifty and he can deal with the twitchiest of receivers off the line, whether it's um, whether it's press or, or off coverage. And he should be able to stand up pretty much straight away with some of the best receivers in his division. And this is a very high-powered offensive division. So he's going to need to be very good very quickly. Now, if there is a red flag with him, I, I guess it's his his true press at the line coverage hasn't been at its best. He's improved in 2019 and become more of a, a physical presence and, and willing to play through contact, but um, he still has that bit of his game to work on. Uh, he could do with, uh, with being a bit more skilled at jamming receivers and, um, and needs to get better at the at the line of scrimmage getting off blocks and, and chasing after people but on the whole um, he is he's an exceptional corner um, to come into the draft this year and as well as being a, a dynamic talent he is a uh, he's a turnover creator as well you know if you if you watch him play um, he's got great hands contesting in coverage and uh, on, on jump balls and um, he's always trying to make aggressive plays and uh and really keeping receivers under pressure. So as much as I would hate to see it, if Carolina do get the chance to, to draft this guy, uh, he is going to be a very dangerous CB1 very early on. So, yeah, 
thanks again, guys. But um, that is the only really sensible pick here for me. So at eight, it was me picking, and I had the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, there's talk here of them going with someone like Lamb, but I just can't see it myself after that trade for Hopkins. I think this is an easy pick. I think it's a tackle. It's sort of choose whoever you like from these left. I've gone for Jedrick Wills uh, from Alabama. I think he has the highest upside of these three remaining, or sort of of that group of four. So I think he... Uh, Need to do a little bit of work and obviously he needs to move across if he's going to be a left tackle or... I mean, maybe they stick with him where he is and stick on the right, but I think he is a talented, talented player. And I think after drafting Murray last year, they've given him Hopkins there and now they need to get him some help and keep him upright, give him the chance to actually throw to this talented group of receivers he's got. Yeah, I think this is an easy pick and a pretty safe bet for them. Um, yeah, I, I like this pick here a lot. So pick nine now, and the Jacksonville Jaguar. Hello again, it's Lee here from the First and Ten Chargers podcast. This time in our second draft, I'm here first up, picking for the Jags, number nine, and I'm going to go ahead and select Derek Brown out of Auburn. Derek Brown, as anyone who's kind of watched college football the last 12 months will know, is a physical beast. He's ready to attack you straight through the middle and come after your quarterback. He's got a red-hot motor, uh, can really get off the snap really, really quickly. And he's got the athleticism to actually move sideline to sideline as well. So it's one of these building blocks, again, that you can build uh, around the franchise. Jags, obviously, um, after coming to the AFC Championship game and being a player or two away from going to the Super Bowl, have really regressed and are really in a, in a rebuilding mode now. And um, I think if we can have Josh Allen coming off one edge and we've got Derek Brown coming through the middle, maybe Yannick and Gokwe for a few more games if they can hold on to him before through the off-season. Uh, gives quite a nice, fearsome front there, uh, three out of four of the defensive line can all get after the quarterback, which should be quite fearsome, like I say. Uh, maybe mixing that in with Taven Bryan as well, who maybe to find his form. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a defensive building block that you can make, uh, you know, build your team around for the next few years um, in Derek Brown. So yeah, going to make that pick there for the Jags. So at pick 10, we had Rowan Smith. Um, somewhere, I think he's forgotten this one. Um, he's got all the others, but it doesn't matter. I can do this one. He has taken for the Cleveland Browns, Tristan Wirfs, another tackle off the board. Again, I think this is an easy pick. They've done everything else on offence, basically, haven't they? They've uh, filled in all the gaps, and I mean, they picked up Conklin, and now it's time to get someone to go on the other side of him. And uh, yeah, this is uh, an easy pick for the Browns, I think. It could be one where they trade out, maybe look to pick up one of the tackles later, but for me, I think just stick where you are and pick the best tackle left, in my opinion. In uh, Tristan Wirth. So, yeah, that is the pick for the Cleveland Browns at 10. At 11, it is the New York Jets, and picking for them is me. Um, this is one that I could go in lots of different directions. Again, you could go tackle. I mean, I don't think defence is out of the question, but for me, I think you give Sam Darnold some help. You really get him a proper wide receiver one. And uh, in that, I've gone for CD Lamb. I mean, you could go for Judy if you wanted to. It's just a preference thing here. Um, but I think Lamb gives Darnold so much. He's really going to help him out. And Robbie Anderson was fine. Um, I can't even think who else they've had there over these last few years since uh, Darnold's been there. But they've never really had a star wide receiver. And I think they've got to give Darnold that chance to really succeed. And I think Lamb does that. He is He's going to catch everything you throw at him, basically. And I mean... I feel like he's going to be a quarterback's dream wide receiver. And uh, yeah, the Jets go CD Lamb. 
So at 12 now, uh, we have Ash Teal, and he is picking for the Las Vegas Raiders. With the 12th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Las Vegas Raiders select C.J. Henderson, cornerback, Florida. The reason I've gone C.J. Henderson over a wide receiver here is just because the depth at wide receiver is so big in this year's draft and they can easily snatch a very, very good talent at 19 or in round two. So at pick 13, we have James Lowe and he was picking for the 49ers. He has gone for Jerry Judy, wide receiver out of Alabama. I mean, for me, I think these top two wide receivers in particular, it's just whatever order you like them in. Um, I like rugs a lot, as you'll find out pretty soon. But um, yeah, Judy is so talented. And again, like I said with um, Sam Darnold, I think the 49ers need to give uh, Garoppolo a real wide receiver. I know they've got um, George Kittle, but... Someone else alongside him as well is going to make such a difference. I like some of their receivers, but they've never really had someone sort of great. And you saw what a difference Sanders made last year. He's obviously not there anymore. You, I think you get Judy, you get such a talented player, somebody who's going to help Garoppolo so much. I think he is the sort of player that will fit in at uh, at the 49ers. I'd love to have seen what they could do with someone like Ruggs and um, all the ways that Shanahan could get him in the offence. But... Judy here is a, a really good pick for the 49ers and good value at 13. So then we had our very first trade. Um, I was the Saints GM and I've gone for a big move. I'll explain why after. Uh, so the Saints move up to 14. They give the Bucks pick 24, pick 88 and a 2021 third rounder. I mean, I know this is a, a bold, bold move. I'm not claiming it's not, but it's one I've been toying with over the last couple of weeks. And I mean, in my head, this is the move that if I'm a team playing the Saints, this is the one that scares me the most. So the Saints move up to 14 and select Henry Ruggs, wide receiver out of Alabama. I mean, to me, it's their big hole. That other wide receiver, like I know they've added to it. Um, they added Sanders, didn't they? But to me, get Ruggs with Michael Thomas in there. You've got Jared Cook, who's a decent tight end. Obviously Sanders, so yeah, get Rugs in there, and that Saints team can go wild. It seems like this is Drew Brees last year. He's obviously signed that TV deal. Sean Payton said as much, even though he went back on it. But I think he did. He did say it, and there's a reason he said it. To me, the Saints go all in on this final year, and to do that, Henry Rugs now is the player that can take him over the edge. Yeah, I love this move. Rugs is such a dynamic player. I think. He might have been pigeonholed a little as a speedy guy, but it is so hard to get a player like him. And I think the Saints, especially after seeing them two wide receivers go off the board, they move up, get him, jump the Broncos, who look likely to take him in this situation. Yeah, get get rugs in. And I mean, if you're if you're the Panthers, the Falcons, I mean the Bucks, what move scares you the most? I know the. I know the Saints. A lot of marks I've seen. I've, a lot of mocks. Sorry, I've seen them take uh, an edge rusher. Edge rusher, um, which obviously helps any defense. But to me, the move that takes them over the edge would be this big move up to get Henry Ruggs. They, they've made big moves before when they like a player, and I could really see them falling in love with a player like Ruggs. But yeah, let, let me know what you think of this one because I feel like this was this was my bold pick. The others were all a bit, bit sort of uh, chalk. But this one, yeah, I enjoyed making this move.
So at 15, and obviously fuming after my marvellous move up ahead of them, it is the Denver Broncos. Gavin here from the UK Steelers podcast, picking for the Broncos. Uh, when the Saints jumped ahead in that trade to get the last of the top three wide receivers, I think you could have cut the uh, atmosphere in John Elway's house with a knife there. But um, when the dust had settled and realised he didn't want to reach for another wide receiver at this at this point, he saw that there was a top 10 talent still on the board and one of the top four tackles. Uh, some people even have Andrew Thomas as uh, well, their top tackle. So uh, I think you can't let talent fall past you like that when you've got a need because of uh, the fail pick of Garrett Bowles. So um, yeah, he ran that card up and uh, he'll look to come back and draft a wide receiver in the second round. But uh, yeah, Thomas, great uh, great in the run game, great protector, solid tackle, going to be a starter for a long time. So uh, yeah, he runs that. That's the pick. Andrew Thomas out of Georgia. So at pick 16, it is Ross Bell and the Falcons. Um, he has gone for Christian Fulton, the cornerback out of LSU. I mean, I think the position is definitely in need. And um, our final mock went up today. Um, it was Ash Till's mock draft. He has the Falcons moving up to take CJ Henderson in the top 10. So obviously a position of need. Um, so after seeing them two cornerbacks go ahead of them, it is uh, a tough spot. But... Yeah, they they uh, take Fulton. Probably a little bit of a reach just because of need, but it fills a spot and, yeah, the Falcons get their cornerback. At pick 17, we have the Cowboys. Gavin here from UK Steelers Podcast, picking for the Cowboys. Well, everyone's got the Cowboys taking an edge defender, but I think there's a surprise here because they snub Caleb Vaughan Chase on and go for Iowa's AJ Epinesa. Now, the reason for this is the Cowboys last took a defensive end, Taco Charlton of Michigan, and he hasn't really worked out. He's, and and, and Chason has some of the same traits. He's, he's a very explosive guy, a very twitched up guy, but he's not really produced yet. And he's one of those guys that's got a very, very high ceiling, but a very low floor. And I just think Epinesa is a safer pick. He's more of a power rusher. He can play right across the front. Uh, he's just going to be like a sack machine. So, uh, and, and he's just, he can give you that push from the inside as well as being, he's not like a bendy edge guy, but he's like a real power guy. Um, one, I really like the guy. He's one of my favorite draft prospects. So uh, I think he would do a lot of damage up front for the Cowboys. So this is their selection and um, maybe a safer pick than the risky pick of Chase on. At pick 18, we are back to Rowan Smith and now he is picking for the Dolphins. Okay, so with the 18th overall pick of this draft, and I'm not just picking players from Baton Rouge, honestly, um, the Miami Dolphins will select Grant Delpit, safety LSU Tigers. Um, now, it's been pointed out to me the, the irony of this pick based on um, the Dolphins trading away Minka Fitzpatrick and the comparisons, pluses and minuses between the two. But um, I think this is a sound pick and a, and a, good, uh, a good fit for their defence as it stands. So for those who've watched Delpit's tape over the last few years, um, this is a guy, a, a defensive back with the brain of a linebacker for me. Yes, his tackling needs to get a lot better and has gotten a lot better in the last year or so. Still work to be done. But um, he's always the uh, the first one in the secondary to, uh, to look to play downhill and to react to the short ball or to the running game. Um, he's an aggressive playmaker and he has the ball skills to create possessions. He's a, he's a real disruptor in the secondary with that kind of explosive speed and the uh, and the speed through traffic that you need to uh, to be a, 
drop down in the box safety in the NFL. Now, with the Dolphins as they are and with the number of picks they've got this year, I'm looking for versatile playmakers who can fit into different um, different spaces on that defence and people that um, that Brian Flores can work with and, uh, and really get the best out of. And I think um, I think they'll put on that list. You know, his his hitting power has always been great, and he's he's getting a lot better at, uh, at wrapping up the target and. Um, in man and zone coverage, he's he's a really versatile unit who can um, cover tight ends or or slot guys, and has the the combination of um, of speed and power to deal with both. But at the end of the day, if Miami are going to be competitive this year, they need somebody to start creating extra possessions for him and, and get those turnovers. And uh, I can see a few of them being on this guy's highlight reel, even year one. So, provided the coaching staff are giving the time to. Um, to work on the development of their players and provided this guy uh, gets the time to uh, to develop as he needs to, I'm confident he can become one of the uh, one of the best at his position in the league within a few years or by the time his uh, his contract comes up. Um, yeah, so watchwords of versatility. He's a physical guy. Um, he's he's smart in coverage and, and coming off coverage, and uh, I think he uh, he's a better player than some of his tackling bloopers uh, made made him look like. I think this is a great fit for him. So there you go. That should be my my last uh, draft selection from from Baton Rouge. I'm sure there's there's plenty more to come, and um, I think Miami could do could do a lot worse than this guy. So at pick 19, we had Rossbell again, and he was picking for the Raiders. Uh, he has gone for Justin Jefferson, wide receiver out of LSU. Um, I mean, they got CJ Henderson with the first pick, so it makes sense to come back a receiver here. And I think Jefferson is sort of widely considered the uh, the fourth wide receiver. I mean, his production was amazing with Burrow last year, and he is a player that I I thought I'd like more coming into this process. To be honest, I think personally, I think I'd be skipping on him um, if I'm because of this deep class. I feel like he is a receiver I would personally pick one of the other positions and then pick up a receiver later. I feel like he's a, one of those. I think he will end up going in the first. I think someone will like him. But for me, I, I just didn't like him as much as I thought I would. The production is incredible. But, yeah, there's just a few things that didn't quite do it for me with Jefferson. But, yeah, Ross uh, gets the Raiders' Justin Jefferson after the other the other three. Uh, was he's already off the board. So, Jefferson, say so wide because he's the wide receiver four. He goes to the Raiders at 19. Then at pick 20, we have Cy Winstanley from the uh, Steelers podcast, and he is picking for the Jags. He has gone for Patrick Queen, linebacker out of LSU. Uh, three LSU picks in a row there, uh, four in the last five, in fact. He is such a good linebacker, and I think anyone who's listened to the podcast recently knows that the other linebacker in this class is uh, my favourite, but Queen is a great player, and the sort of player that the Jags can just plug in is going to be the heart of that defence for a long time. He's going to he's gonna be part of that rebuild and part of what the Jags want to rebuild and become in the near future. So yeah, good pick up for the Jags there. Um, and at pick 21, we have Lee Wakefield and the Philadelphia Eagles. Hey, I'm back again. It's Lee from First and Ten Chargers podcast. I'm back for my second pick of this second mock draft from First and Ten. This time, I'm up 21st pick overall in the first round with the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, before the draft and before maybe free agency and everything else kicked off, 
uh, towards the end of the season or after the end of the season. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles needed some defensive backs, and they've kind of gone ahead and remedied that a little bit with the pick of Dar- well, sorry, the trade of Darius Slay, should I say. Um, and they're trying to make that, obviously, a, a stronger part of their team. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to build on that, and I'm going to build upon that cornerback room and turn what was quite a weak part of the Philadelphia Eagles team into a strength. And I'm going to go ahead and select AJ Terrell out of Clemson. Uh, he's another one, like Darius Slay, he's got you know good length, um, all the athleticism for the position, uh, can play man, can play zone, and uh, yeah, has played at a really high level for Clemson throughout this last football, college football season. And should really make, like I say, make that sort of defensive uh, back room a big strength. You know, with Sidney Jones, Robin Nicole Coleman, who played in the slot, and Avante Maddox. And you've got some players there that, that can now form a pretty good group, along with Darius Slay, who will headline it. And after they were, you know, they were like picking people off the street to play defensive back for them at the end of last year. Now you've got a couple of stars and a potential uh, star of the future in AJ Terrell that could take over from Darius Lee if he sort of sticks around long enough and maybe retires in Philadelphia. So yeah, like I say, making it a strength on the back end for Philadelphia and locking that one in at 21st overall with AJ Terrell of Clemson. At pick 22, we have the Minnesota Vikings. Gavin here from the UK Steelers podcast, picking for the Vikings, the first of the two Vikings picks. Now, the Vikings got a glaring need for wide receiver with Diggs gone. However, with the two picks, this, this first pick is a bit of an opportunity to take someone that's fallen and then come back with their second pick in the first round to grab that receiver. So we're seeing here Javon Kinlaw has fallen. Um, they have got a bit of a need in the middle of their defensive line because they lost Linville Joseph. And I think Everson Griffin might be out the door as well. So... Um, yeah, they pick up a, an interior thug here to strengthen that line and then presumably we'll come back with a wide receiver later in the round. But this first pick is Javon Kinlaw of South Carolina. At pick 23, we have a trade. The Baltimore Ravens are moving up. They are giving up pick 28, pick 92 and pick 170. And in return, they're getting the Patriots picks 23 and pick 195. After the trade with New England... The 23rd pick of the 2020 NFL Draft, the Ravens select Kenneth Murray, linebacker, Oklahoma. The Ravens give up pick 28, 92 and 107 for picks 23 and 195. They select the missing piece of that defence. Murray's tenacity is reminiscent of linebackers of old. So at pick 24, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers after that earlier trade with the Saints. And uh, making that pick was Cywin Stanley from the Cedars podcast. Uh, he has gone for Xavier McKinney, the safety from Alabama. I mean, this is a really good pickup for any team. I'm a big fan of him as a player. I think he's such a modern safety that can do so many different things. You can line him up wherever you want to line him up. You, he can help in any sort of area. Yeah, he's so, so versatile. For me... I mean, the Bucks, they've got lots of needs. Safety obviously helps, and I think McKinney is going to help whatever team he ends up on. Um, at pick 25, we had Lee Wakefield and the Minnesota Vikings. Hello, it's Lee again. I'm back a couple of picks after my Philadelphia Eagles pick, and I'm back on the clock for the Vikings at number 25, uh, making their second pick of the first round after one of my colleagues' picked uh, Javon Kinlaw a bit of a left field pick maybe for the Vikings there and left me in a bit of a quandary because I'm pretty sure the Vikings need a wide receiver to replace Stefan Diggs and a cornerback to replace well most of their cornerback room who've kind of left and gone out the door um, only leaving Mike Hughes really as a recognisable uh, cornerback in the roster so far 
definitely an area that the Vikings want to hit in the draft in a few days' time. Uh, but I'm actually going the other way. I'm actually going picking a wide receiver. I'm going to pick Denzel Mims out of Baylor. Uh, apparently, he's a big Vikings fan, which obviously is a bonus for him if he goes and plays for the team that he kind of rooted for as a boy. Um, I think Denzel Mims can offer something kind of different to what Adam Thielen will offer, and they'll make a nice partnership. Denzel Mims is going to be more linear and your more vertical receiver. Uh, he also is a great blocker as well, so Mike Zimmer will love his toughness, and we can probably use him in the run game. Uh, maybe swinging Darwin Cook on some of those outside runs when he bounces it to the outside. Uh, it just adds another layer to his game, and Mims' toughness definitely can be used. Uh, for other things apart from catching the football, but that's what he'll be doing mainly in the purple uniform. And I think it should be a nice fruitful partnership. I think you know, Kirk Cousins likes to push the ball deep um, when he does. Uh, it's relatively accurate. So, yeah, I like the pick. Denzel Mims locking it in, number 25 for Minnesota Vikings. So, you've got a few in a row from me now. Um, at pick 26, we had the Miami Dolphins, and that was James Lowe making his pick. He's gone for, is it Yetta? Yetta Grossmatos, anyway. Uh, edge from Penn State. Yeah, the best edge rusher left on the board. A key piece of any defence, isn't it? And, yeah, this is such an easy pick for the Dolphins, I think. So, they could go different options. Um, I mean, who have they taken so far? Obviously, they've got the quarterback. Um, they've got Delpit at sa the safety at um, 18. So, maybe you see him go tackle here. If I was making the pick, I'd probably go tackle. But, I mean, an edge... If you if you're looking for an edge, I think he is the best one left. Um, then at 27, we had the Seahawks picking, and that was James Lowe again. And uh, he has gone DeAndre Swift, running back out of Georgia. Um, not a pick I would have made personally. Uh, they already have what Penny and Carson there. Um, Penny already a failed first round running back. I don't really see this pick myself. I think Swift's a good player. Um, I think where he ends up, where he ends up, he will succeed. I think he is gonna. Be a good player in the NFL, but not not the pick I'd make for the Seahawks personally. Um, then at twenty eight, we had uh, Sywin Stanley picking for the Patriots. He has gone for Kalevon Chason, the linebacker from LSU. Okay, and this is a really good pick up for the Patriots after trading down. I think this is really good value at twenty eight. He is such a good player. Um, there's question marks about him. He didn't play loads in college. He has uh, a bit of learning to do. But for, at twenty eight. You're not going to get a player this talented, I wouldn't have thought, anywhere else. I mean, they could have gone for Jordan Love, I guess, at the quarterback. It would make sense here. But if they're not fond of him, then uh, getting chased on is incredible value. Um, and with his final pick, we have Lee Wakefield uh, picking at 29 for the Titans. Hello, it's Lee again, back from the First and Ten Chargers podcast, this time back on the clock for the final time in these First and Ten mock drafts that we're, we've been doing over the past couple of days. Uh, this time I'm picking for the Tennessee Titans at number nine, towards the, uh, sorry, number 29, sorry, over the, the back end of the first round. And I'm going to go back to the well, if any of you listened to the first mock draft, um, I'm going to go back to the well that I went to, the first mock draft at the end of my final pick. I'm going to go back there for an offensive tackle and I'm going to pick Josh Jones, for the Tennessee Titans, as I mentioned in the pick for Miami in the first mock draft that we did. Uh, I feel like Josh Jones is the one of the best in the tier two of offensive tackles. He's got a very good physical skill set and he'll be a nice replacement for Jack Conklin. Probably playing over on the right-hand side to begin with uh, if, if, you know, if, if ever he moves. Uh, if Tyler one ever moves on, he can maybe move over to the left-hand side. But the Titans are getting a nice upside pick at the end of the first round and uh, yeah, Josh Jones should slot in. 
uh, should start over Dennis Kelly straight away. So I would see him starting maybe week one. And, uh, you know, maybe a few bumps in the road because he's, he's still a bit raw coming out of Houston. But uh, he should be a good upside player nonetheless and uh, have a decent career in the NFL. So, yeah, that's me rounding off for these couple of mock drafts that we've been done in Hamley Wakefield. And you can hear me on the first and ten Chargers podcast usually. So, at pick 30, it is the Green Bay Packers, and it is me with my final pick of these mock drafts. Um, there's lots of ways they can go. I quite fancy them taking a tackle, but uh, obviously the Titans just got there and took Jones ahead. I think it'd be a bit of a reach for the other one, so I've gone T. Higgins, wide receiver, uh, out of Clemson. I mean, just insane production. Um, yeah, I think he's up like about 2,000 yards, just over. Um, he is such a talented player and I mean the Packers have been crying out for that second wide receiver for a few years now haven't they and last year it was obviously a disaster it didn't things did not go to plan they yeah they really need to give Rodgers the help he's not getting any younger I think he's still got plenty left in the tank don't get me wrong I'm not uh, saying he's finished or anything like that but yeah they need to time is running out he isn't he isn't a young quarterback anymore and they need to be in win-now mode. And I think T. Higgins is definitely a player that can help them do that. Uh, at pick 31, we have the San Francisco 49ers. Um, they're not actually picking there. They have traded out. Um, Ash Till is going to make the pick. Uh, we didn't actually have a GM for this one. Um, but is the Colts moving up from pick 34, moving back into the first, end of the first round, uh, they're giving up pick 34 and pick 122 for pick 31 from the 49ers. So here's Ash Till with uh, who they're taking and why. After the trade with San Francisco and with the 31st pick of the 2020 NFL Draft, the Indianapolis Colts select Jordan Love, quarterback, Utah State. The Colts move up three spots from 34 and give away pick 122 to San Francisco so they can select what they hope to be the future of the franchise in years to come. So at pick 32, uh, and round out the draft, we have the Kansas City Chiefs, and that is Simon Stanley making this pick. It is Zach Bourne, linebacker from Wisconsin. Um, I mean, I've seen him go at the end of this first round a lot, um, so anywhere from about pick 22-ish, 23 to uh, now. But, I mean, was it last week he had uh, it come out that he had... Uh, failed a drugs test or something along them sort of lines or potentially failed a drugs test that is going to be a red flag and it could see him fall and it wouldn't surprise me if he is a player that falls into second round but he is a really talented player and the sort of player that I think a lot of these teams will like it's, say, I think he will fall uh, tonight so I'm recording this all Thursday morning, some of them obviously as you can tell have been pre-recorded and sent in a few days ago but uh, yeah, putting this out on Thursday, yeah. So tonight, I, I think he will drop. I don't think he'll be there at first. Oh, sorry, I think uh, he'll fall past 32. But yeah, I think he's talent-wise, he is a, a really good player and someone that can help the Chiefs a lot. So that rounds out our mock drafts for this year. Um, so Ash Teal has published one today. Um, well, that is up on firstand10.co.uk. We're going to try and get a lot more stuff out on there. Um, yeah, thank you to everyone who's taken part in these. So there's been so many people, it's been a lot of organising, it's been a lot of uh, work for people getting all these recorders sent in, um, but it's been a lot of fun and hopefully they've been fun to listen to and some good insight. 
So, uh, I hope the draft is fun tonight. If you are staying up, uh, be sure to watch along with us. You can find us on Facebook Live. Um, that is f- uh, first and ten on Facebook. So, yeah, go and like us there and yeah, watch along with us if you uh, want to send in any comments or questions or even if you want to come on and actually talk, we can uh, we can definitely arrange that. We can get that sorted for you. But yeah, thank you very much for listening. Um, thank you for listening to all the draft coverage. We'll be back with a roundup of the draft. Uh, probably on Monday, maybe before. We might try and do something tomorrow. Um, we'll see how that goes, just uh, looking at the first round. But yeah, um, on Twitter, we're at first and ten underscore, and as I said, Facebook, first and ten. So give, uh, follow us, like us, share all these posts if you can, because, you know, it really does help. Uh, if you want to write or podcast for us, then get in touch. Um, we've got some new podcasts coming out in the near future, just talking to some people about those ones. Um so even if you uh, already record a podcast, we're happy to sort of like run it on both, uh, run it on ours and yours to sort of get you more exposure, even if it's a short-term thing. If you've got a podcast um, and you want to do a bit of cross-promotion, I'm happy to come on yours and you can come on ours. And I, I feel like NFL in the UK is sort of one big, I hate it when people say this sort of thing, but like one big family. Uh, it's so sweet. But it really is like a big community and I think anywhere we can help each other is great. So if you've got a podcast or website or anything like that feel free to get in touch and if you want to come on and just chat about that and give that a bit of promotion then feel free and uh yeah we'd be happy to do the same the other way around so yeah get in touch um anyway i'll leave it with that um we have got another podcast coming out today where i've uh, asked for your hottest takes that you actually believe so uh, if uh if you listen to this now feel free to send it to us if we've already recorded i'll retweet them um but yeah listen up for that i've got some uh things i like um i'm gonna I, I had some i think i had three bets a couple of weeks ago i'm gonna make a few more bets that you can put on tonight that hopefully win a few quid but um i say i'll stop rambling on now uh thanks for listening thanks to everyone who took part and uh yeah happy draft day <laughs>